Hello, Chris. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Hello, everybody. This is Lizbeth Calandrino, and you're listening to Fired Up Success. I am a business coach, and I help businesses basically make more money through sales and marketing. And one of the ways that I learn how to do that is by interviewing people who know a lot more than I do. And today I have with me Chris Ogden. She is the director of marketing for Q Floors out of South Jordan, Utah. How are you, Chris? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I have your picture right in front of me. So it's like I'm talking to you. So, I haven't seen you since surfaces. So I wish I, I, wish I were seeing you in person. <laughs> well, we can pretend that we are. Okay. So tell us first, Chris, tell us what is Q Floors and just a little bit of their history. Okay. Um, Q Floors is flooring specific software. It's an ERP system, which basically means um, it handles business operations from um, CRM, which is, which is lead tracking, um, POs, um, proposals, all the accounting, taxes, um, employees reports, things like that. It's basically um, a, a, an operational system that kind of helps things be integrated and streamline and manage and organize your business and save you a lot of time. Um, as far as the history, we in November, we will be celebrating 21 years in the industry. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it's gone, it's gone quickly. My, it's, um, so I'm the director of marketing. I also am, I guess you would say a co-owner. My husband, Chad, um, is the CEO and he and his brother, Trent, they grew up in the flooring industry. Their dad had, oh, I can't remember how many, but I want to say like eight to 10 stores. Um, and so they grew up, you know, working in the warehouse and, um, selling and delivering, delivering furniture and things like that. And then Chad stepped away. He went into um, computer engineering. Trent focused on accounting. And then years later, their dad was um, needing a better system for his. He had franchised his businesses and he needed something to help them. And so they, long story short, they kind of came together, um, put their heads together built something at first it was for his, their dad's business, but then they were like, Hey, this is really working well. Let's see if we can sell it. And so that's kind of how it came to be. My background was advertising. Um, and so it was kind of a no brainer to pull me in and say, Oh, and you can do our marketing. So there you go. <laughs> so tell me, so what do you see that um, retailers are experiencing at this point? The, the people that you're doing business with, uh, what's changing for them out there? Well, I think you're the, I mean, 2020 is the year of changes, right? Um, yeah. But what I see is, um, I see a couple of things. One, when we first came into the industry, we really had to fight hard to get people to recognize that they needed to computerized. They needed to, to use technology to run their businesses. 
And now as younger people are starting to be more involved in the businesses, more and more people recognize, and in today's world, they understand that mm -hmm. technology is, you know, you embrace it or, or you eventually go away. Um, I think this year, particularly, people have recognized the, the need um, to connect, you know, remotely, the mobility that's so important, whether you're, you know, in, whether you're social distancing at home or you just want to take a vacation or you just want to go to your son's soccer game, you know, the, the ability to be able to access um, everything with your business remotely is, is more and more important. So those are just two top of mind that I see. Well, you answered a couple of questions. One of them was uh, early on, which was why dedicated software and that um, they used to fight this whole thing about computers and we don't need it. And we know now as the younger generation is coming through, it's, you know, this is what it is. Um, as you look at businesses and we talk about, let's go back to marketing because that's really, you know, where you started. Right. What, what are, what um, problems do you see for retailers? In other words, where do they make their biggest mistakes when it comes to marketing? When it comes to marketing, um, I think it's a mistake. Um, I think I think we have a lot of people that are just amazing, brilliant at what they do, but it's a mistake um, to think that that will always be self-sustaining, um, and that that works with marketing and with with technology with with technology, it's because, you know, eventually they want to sell their business. And so they need a system. Um, they, they want to be able to go on vacation. They need to be able to have um, the operational system in place to be able to have the numbers so that it isn't completely dependent on them. From a marketing standpoint, um, you know, I hear people say, oh, you know, we get a lot of word of mouth. And that is fantastic. That's wonderful. But you still have to pay attention. Um, it just doesn't go on and on for decades usually. You have to, if, if your market is word of mouth, what are you doing to customers to encourage that word of mouth? Um, how are you communicating with them? And I think, I think just stepping back on that a little bit, the biggest mistake would be you have to think about who you are selling to, who your audience is, and what you have to say, and you know that that pulls in branding and how you're different than your competitors and things like that. But you can't just be throwing um, sales out there or price points out there. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to know what their needs are, and then you have to have a plan in place to communicate that effectively with them. Whether you are communicating to the young moms on Facebook or where, whether you are com communicating to your builders that have been great clients for years that you want to continue that relationship with, or whether you're communicating with, you know, customers to make sure that they come back in again and tell their friends about it. You have to have a plan in place on, on who you're talking to and, and what that conversation should be. You said something very interesting. You said that if you're going to sell your business, and I tell 
retailers this all the time and the people that I coach, I say to them, you're not, first of all, you're not going to sell the business. If you're 70 and you want to sell your business, it's very likely that the person who's going to buy it isn't 70. Right. You're looking at somebody, right, who is younger and is looking for a viable business. And what happens is when you have a business that doesn't have um, a dedicated system to run, in other words, that really organizes the business, because if you can't organize it, you can't grow it because it can't, I, you know, I behavior modification was one of my, one of the things I studied in college. And if you can't see it and you can't, you can't see it, you can't count it. Right. And if you can't count it, you can't hold anybody accountable. So they really do need to have software that is dedicated to their business, which shows everybody that they're organized. And then you made another statement about social media and word of mouth. Word of mouth is how we built businesses for hundreds of years, you know, and it was limited at some point. Maybe it was church. It was church, our family and people in our community. But now it's more like like world of mouth. And so you made the statement, which I thought was very interesting. What are you doing to encourage your customers to talk about you or do you just sell them? And then that's the end of it. So I believe that's what you're talking about with social media. And if we were looking at what what would be the smallest thing, Chris, that a retailer could do online to get big results? Um, I would say, I, I guess it, it depends on how you term small as far as amount of effort or, or expense or whatever, but the, the least expensive thing to do that and, and the least time consuming thing to do would be to make sure that you have a Facebook or Instagram account for your company. It's free. It just takes time to set it up. It's, it's quite easy. And that you're on Google My Business, that people, when they are typing in floor covering stores near me or um, tile, near me or whatever, that you come up, um, that your address comes up, your contact information comes up, and hopefully wonderful reviews from people come up. And so those are two things that don't cost a dime and that are, um, and, and don't take an enormous amount of time, but the return is, is going to be very significant. The other thing I would say is my personal belief is no matter how large or small you are, every one of um, every carpet dealer, every flooring dealer of any type should have a website. No matter who their audience is, whoever they're selling to, people just expect it now. Now that's more expensive and that's more time consuming. So that's maybe not the simplest thing to do, but I think it's very important. And I think that it, the return on investment is, is huge with that. Well, I'm also thinking that a website ties everything together for you. You have to send the customer somewhere, right? right. I mean, you, you sell the customer or you don't sell the customer. Maybe you're not, it's the beginning stage. So the customer has to find those reviews, which you just mentioned that you need to certainly have reviews. Those are critical these days. Yes. And you mentioned Google my business. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about, Facebook and Instagram, 
is Facebook going away? Is is this Instagram taken over? Where should you be? I think that falls back to who you're talking to. Um, okay. So I, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I'm obviously not not a retailer or a, a flooring dealer, but let's say you are working with um, construction, new construction, um, and you're your person purchasing from you is um, a general contractor. I don't think that they are on Facebook. I think they have people that might be on Facebook showing the before and afters and their houses, but they themselves are not on Facebook or Instagram. Let's say you're a retailer and you notice that a lot of your customers are people that are redoing their house. Um, I think that Facebook and Instagram would be really valuable. And um, so I know that, you know, it, I don't think you can universally say it really depends on who your customer is and who it is that you want to become your customers. And then you have to kind of figure out where they are and the best way to communicate with them. It sounds like, and I think you said it four times, that you've got to know who your customer is so you know where they are. So then once you know who your customer is, then you can figure out, you know, how to find them. Exactly. So let's go back to being a woman in our industry. I come from the floor covering industry. I'm still in the floor covering industry. What have you seen changes for women or is it different? I'd say you, how long have you been doing this, Chris? 20 years. So 21. Okay. Say, yeah. So what have you seen has changed for women and what's different? Um, one thing I love is that when I first started going to surfaces, the women that I would see on the stages were, you know, eye candy that were showing sample sizes, um, walking around the booths. Now you see women who like you, who are teaching, who are mentoring, and I know that that existed before then. I just think that it's more visible and it's more, um, there are more. And um, so that's something that I love is I feel like from when I started, um, my perception at least is that women have a stronger voice and they are um, leading um, a, a larger, they're having a larger influence, I guess, as as their leadership goes. Um, I think the other thing I see, this is a little bit different. This is just based upon conversations that I have with our customers. Um, because of technology, again, I mean, this is, you know, a, a shout out to technology, but a lot of the, the customers that I talk with are, are owners or they own the business with their spouse or, um, you know, they've been with the company for years. And, um, and we've had some really deep conversations about just how hard it is to juggle everything as far as family, self-care, um, loving our, our work and wanting to be the best that we can. And, and just what a balancing act that is. And, and it seems like it is getting easier and more doable um, to, you know, wear these hats and switch the hats through technology. And I think that that's something to be celebrated. 
That's yeah, very interesting. For all of you out there, I just want to let you know um, that you're listening to Chris Ogden. Uh, she is my guest on Fired Up Success. She is the director of marketing for Q Floors, and they are located in South Jordan, Utah. And Q Floors is a system to help you run your business in the floor covering industry. And you know, I say to my customers, Chris, you have to get organized. You can't build anything until you know where everything is and what you're doing. Right, right. And you have to know, you have to be able to obtain accurate numbers. And that's another thing that QForce has to offer. Um, because, you know, you just, for instance, generic software, it, a lot of people use it and it works really well if you are selling donuts and you have, you know, four donuts that went out at this price or shoes or something like that. But our industry is so unique. Um, and so there, there are nuances that sometimes even accountants and CPAs aren't aware of. And so you have to be, be able to get the numbers to know, you know, exactly what your profits are, exactly where you're at day to day and not have to wait until quarter end or year end to know, because that gives you power to be able to make decisions, you know, quickly and respond to things quickly. And so I feel like, Tracking is another aspect that's just so important. Like you mentioned before, you know, you can't improve things you, you can't track. Well, if you're not getting accurate numbers, if you're not, if you're seeing things too late, it's also difficult to improve. And so to be able to have access to know exactly what is happening in your business, whether it is lead tracking and to know like of the people that came to our website, you know, what were they mostly, what materials were they looking for? Um, and of those people, how many did we close? And so all of that, those types of analytics, but also simply knowing, you know, your break-even point, knowing job costing to be able to instantly have, you know, on the proposal, job costing to know what your margins are. That kind of information is powerful and it is a game changer. And so I think that's another thing that industry-specific software has to offer. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about a customer of mine who was saying to me, I was asking about numbers and said, well, you know, I know after the job is done. And I thought to myself, I said, wait, that's too late. You right. need to be able to know how the job is going because you made this, you made the statement basically that it changes through the job. We're not selling donuts, as you said, you know, the donuts come in, you know what the freight is on the donut, you know what you have left at the end of the night, what you have to throw out. That Our industry doesn't work that way because the donuts change could change every hour. There's new problems on the job. Somebody is missing um, something that they need to make the job uh, go well, or there is a problem that uh, with the product even. So... I believe, and I really asking you that question, that you have to know all the time. You have to know constantly. When I was in business, we really didn't have any software. We're talking about the dark ages in the 70s of business. And we did everything manually. But we had seven stores. We wrote down everything. And it was it had been designed by our CPA. And, you know, we knew how much money we took in. We knew where we were with the job. We know how much it was costing us. We knew what the products were we need on the job. And it was cumbersome, but it didn't matter because you, you, you had, there was a good feeling, right? That you knew what you were doing with your job. And I, 
I just think that's critical. And yes, there is software out there. There is, you know, software that is just generic and, but that's what it does. It gives you the generic information. It doesn't allow you to uh, put things in like, oh my God, it changed. And I, I'm short a couple of boxes of tile or some wood, right? Right. right. Or, you know, square feet, square yards, linear feet, and you just measurements, things like that. Yeah. There are a lot of nuances that, um, you know, flooring is, flooring is unique. And I think going back to what you mentioned, I think that there are a lot of people in the industry that they've, they've been in there a long time and in their heads, they just, they're brilliant and they know just intuitively, you know, what their margin is going to be if they sell it at this or, or how much freight is or this or that. But the problem is, is when they want to grow, you know, they can't, they, they can't replicate everything in their brain and software is, well, I guess software is how they can do that. That's very interesting. When you're growing, you're right. You, you, it's when it's just you, right. You can, you can remember, or you can put pieces, little notes in your pocket to remind you, but you can't do that when you have other people out there who don't, first of all, don't have the same experience, right? right it takes right. years to understand these things. So if there was one thing, now let's, I want to go back to the social media again and the marketing piece. Okay. Now let's just say I'm a small, I'm a small business person and I don't have somebody who is dedicated to do all my social media. What should I be doing? I mean, I have people who say they'll, they'll post once a year and they'll say, well, I put those pictures up and, you know, I'm thinking, well, that's quite not enough. So what would be your suggestion to them, Chris, about what they might do? What's the easiest way to do that? You know, I loved, um, I'm going to give a shout out to your women in flooring. Um, I can't remember the exact term. Facebook. Business, you got it. Okay. Yeah. The Facebook group, Michelle Winters had, had some great suggestions just a few days ago that I listened to and, and thought were fantastic. That's kind of just doing it on your own, but there are, um, there are digital marketing and social media marketing people that freelance and also companies that that's what they specialize in is, is, you know, helping you with your post, but then tracking and, 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 you know, optimizing and, and, um, you know, sometimes even with paid advertising, you know, you can boost, you can do a bunch of things um, with, with paid advertising on those platforms. And so, you know, I guess my suggestion would be if, if someone feels like they are just too busy to do it on their own and, and actually want to invest a little bit um, more energy and really, really being effective, it would be to go to other people who specialize in that. And there are a lot of people out there. I think you would just, um, you know, Google uh, digital marketing or social media marketing um, and there are specialists, there are people that do it remotely, there are people in, in your area that do it. This, you know, if I am a two-man show or something like that, you know, I think what's important is for people to always realize that they're marketing every minute of the day. I think that's kind of where they go wrong. Yeah. I think that the social media thing that they do 
um, just happened, you know, maybe once a week or, you know, once a month, when in reality, if they were thinking about it all the time, if that was their focus, because marketing really is the new sales. Mm-hmm. If you have good marketing and you're on social media, people will see you. And if you are posting things like maybe it's a before and after job, maybe it's a testimony, a video testimonial with a customer. So I'm thinking, and I'm asking you that question, I'm thinking that you should be thinking about marketing every day and that no matter what you're doing, everything is an opportunity. I I don't like, we go to surfaces, right? And we take pictures all together and we take pictures of products. Now, there are people who go back from surfaces, which by the way, for those of you listening, is three, four, five days. And there are people that go home with nothing when in reality, they could be doing some live stream and right. They could be posting things for their customers online. You know, retailers have told me that if they post something, because I'm always saying post something that you like on your, on your social media and ask the customers what we think. And when they do that, there is always a customer who says, I want that. I want that. Yeah. You know, I saw what you what you were looking at. I think it's great. Can I get that? So my thought is that you've got to be paying attention all the time. What do you think about? What do you think about that, Chris? I I absolutely agree. I think um again it goes back to, you know, um something is always better than nothing. So, you know, if budget and time are concerned, you know, still have a plan of like, we're going to post something this often and, um, and here are ideas. And I think that it, again, um, I'm just going to go back to, you have to know who you're talking to. You have to know what's important to your audience. And so, yeah, if, if seeing just a beautifully decorated room um, is, is going to appeal to them, you know, yes, those are things that you should do. Um, I think also like helping people remember that they, there are real people behind these companies, particularly if you're a large company. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the mom and pop people kind of intuitively know that, but the larger companies to know that, um, that, you know, you all just celebrated that, I don't know, that Jessica had a baby or that, um, that your your 10th year of business or whatever it might be just to show that there are real people um who who are invested in this who believe in this and and so i think that yeah communicating to the customers and also communicating that you are a real person you are not just a robot behind the business i think that that is i think that that has a lot of um return on investment as well That's a perfect point as we're going through the economy right now and what has been happening that one of the things I believe that we're going to remember from this are the people that were kind to us and the people who made that phone call. I remember early on, I, I did a video and I said, okay, make that list of people, go through your receivables. Let's call people who owe you money. Let's call people who gave you money. Let's call people who have jobs that haven't gotten done yet. 
let's just call and say hello. And isn't that really what marketing is? If we were yeah. to just put it into a like a little a little nutshell, as they might say, you said communicating was one of the things that you certainly mentioned several times. So communicating and staying in touch. Yeah, I think it's important that it is a, a two-way communication. Um, you know, I my background was advertising. And so I first worked in advertising agencies and I had um, a lot of different clients that I was working for. And I was, um, I was learning about the industries. I did do research. I did look at numbers and target markets and things like that and, and, and spend some time, but I wasn't fully immersed. And so I think that's something that I learned when I just became focused in the flooring industry is, you know, I think, and, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but it's the truth. I think when I first came in, I was really focused on what we had to say. You know, we were trying to get mm. to get the word out. We were new. We were trying to scramble for, for a place and, and, and for people to, to get um, to know who we were, were. And so I was really focused on here's what we have to offer. Here's what we have to say. And, and over time, I realized the importance of listening to what our customers were saying. This is why this software is the best decision I ever made. Or, or this is what we're looking for. If it's not even a customer, if it's a lead, this is what is important to us. This is what our needs are. This is what's really hard for us. And I learned to, to pay attention and to listen to those things. And then my marketing became much more effective because I, I had that two-way communication and it was more of a conversation. Oh, this is really hard for you. Well, let me show you or talk to you about how our system I think can really be helpful with that. And it became, you know, not me just shouting from a megaphone, but having a conversation. And I think that that really made a difference in, in the effectiveness of our communication. Oh, that's terrific. Well, you're not going to believe it, but our time is up. Um, again, everybody, I want you to know you've been listening to um, Build Success, Fired Up Success with Liz Calandrino. And of course, my guest today, Chris Ogden, who is Director of Marketing for QFloors. And QFloors is an industry-specific software that I believe, I remember I was trained on this I think when you first started, my God, wow. we went, all went to Mohawk. And no, we went to Mo. We flew out to Utah and we learned how to do it. And so I always, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, I tell people, you know, this is what I learned on and, you know, give it a try. So, Chris, thank you, thank you so much. And we'll talk again. Thank you so much. Talk soon. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.